Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. You're listening to Tita Talks, a podcast dedicated sa usapang K-drama, Pinoy teleserye, and anything and everything Tita-related. Powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Now, here's your Tita, Tita Marian. Hey there and welcome to Tita Talks and welcome to the year-end wrap-up episode. <laughs> Can you believe that 2020 is finally over? I mean, this year, things were bad for most of us, right? And I think all of us were affected by the curse of 2020 one way or another. But this year was extremely good for the K-drama world. I mean, back to back to back to back to back to back. K-drama hits. Grabe. And I think you would agree with my claim that 2020 is the official third Hallyu wave. I take out wait. Wait, malaya. Because, <laughs> you know, Hallyu already means Korean wave. So saying Hallyu wave means Korean wave, wave. So wrong, wrong, mali, mali, mali. <laughs> scratch that, scratch that. So anyway, but, but you know, you get what I mean, diba? Anyway, so for Filipinos, the first Korean wave was in 2005, right? Where we got hits like Jewel in the Palace, Endless Love Series, uh, Full House, and a lot more. The second wave, if I'm not mistaken, was around late 2015 to 2016, where we got hits like Goblin, uh, Descendants of the Sun, and a lot more. And now, after hits like Crash Landing on You, It's Okay to Not Be Okay, The World of the Married, it is safe to say that 2020 is officially the third wave. And if you are one of those that were swept away by this wave, then welcome to the club. <laughs> You know, when, when I officially uh, decided to make this podcast focused on K-drama and Pinoy teleserie, one of my goals talaga was to make this a safe place for every K-drama and teleserie fan. Here sa Tita Talks, we celebrate the fan in you. Your sleepless nights, trying to finish an episode or the whole series, which again is not really recommended for your health. <laughs> your room and your phone full of uh, pictures ng mga paborito nyong opa, the Korean actors and actresses that you love, and the countless hours we spend on social media watching behind the scenes of our favorite K-drama. So, 
I wanted you to feel safe, to be yourself here and celebrate your love, our love, our love for the drama. And now, ito na nga, and now that another year is almost over, it is time to look back to this year's best K-drama. So, in today's episode, I will be sharing with you my top 10 K-dramas of 2020. So, talagang nagmuni-muni ako. I took the time to remember all the series that premiered this year or at least yung mga ano, late uh, December, yung mga ganon, December of last year. And then, I ranked them according to three criteria, which is... KKK, not Bonifacio's KKK, ah. Hindi, hindi, hindi yun. But Kilig Cuento Completo. So, I asked myself while doing this ranking, I asked myself, was the series nakakakilig, nakakagigil, nakakatakot? So, was it able to get the emotions that was supposed to be getting from you? <laughs> You know, if it's a rom-com, was it nakakakilig? What's the English of kilig? Ay, teka. I don't think there's an English for kilig. I think kilig is already in the dictionary, if I'm not mistaken. There was an article before that says that it was already in the dictionary. But anyway, just Google it anyway. So, yeah, if it's a, a, a thriller, was it um, nakakatakot or something that, you know, suspense? <laughs> And then I also ask, was the cuento or the story um, interesting enough to keep you entertained during the whole series? Um, was the series completo or complete? Meaning, the series was fulfilling and worth the number of hours you spend or invested. Remember, most of the series that we watch, most of them are 16 episodes. Each of them are more than an hour. So that's 16 hours. So was it worth it? Or did it leave you hanging or or with more questions than before? So I asked those questions and using those three criteria, I came up with the official Tita Talks Top 10 K-Dramas of 2020. Now, a quick shout out to Gerald Pio on Twitter who also suggested this podcast topic. Thank you! Ano pang hinihintay natin? Simulan na natin. Alright, let's begin with number 10. Number 10 is Start Up. Now, if you've already listened to my review episode about the series, then you would know that I had some issues with the story and the subplots, which for me had so many loose ends. However, the series was undeniably nakakaligdaman talaga. The actors were all good. Okay, the OST is one of the best for this year. And of course, the love triangle between the three main leads made such a huge mark that it almost divided the world. 
<laughs> it's more than the division, more than the divide between the DDS and the Dilawan or the Republicans and the Democrats. It's more than that. The namas talagang nahati tayo between Team Dosan versus Team Good Boy, and because of that, Startup still made it to my top ten list. All right, now coming in at number nine is the King Eternal Monarch. In your Yes, I know the story was confusing. I mean, the time traveling, the parallel world theme plot, it, it was just too much for me to handle personally. <laughs> Especially if you just wanted to, you know, watch and relax and while watching Lee Min Ho riding that great white horse. I sounded like a perv just now. <laughs> Ang batstos ng pagkakasabi ko. Pero hindi naman, hindi naman eh. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But you get what I mean, right? You just wanted to relax. So, the time traveling and the confusing parallel world was, was just too much for me. And I did express my frustration on my episode about the series. But then again, you know... The series was actually well made. We can't deny that it was really well made. The actors were great. Actually, they are too great that there is actually a rumor among K-drama fans that might they might be dating in real life. So you know, this kind of rumors, yung mga chismis na yan, it only means that the chemistry between the two leads went beyond the four corners of your screen, diba? So anyway, the series also had the biggest budget for this year. Thank you, Netflix. <laughs> Which explains the amazing set designs, costumes, or wardrobe. The yacht, just ko yung payate. <laughs> Yung yat ni kuya mo, the horses, um, the CGI, and a lot more, right? So, unfortunately, though, like what I said in my review episode, a don a donut, <laughs> a donut with all the glitters and glaze, but hollow inside would still not sell. So. Despite the glitz and glamour of the show, the PR, the amazing um, trailers, and all that. Sorry, misipon talaga ako. <laughs> misipon ako. It's winter. It's winter here. So anyway, despite all the glitz and glamour of the show, it wasn't enough to prevent us from questioning the story. But still, again, for the amazing um, set designs, costume, and all that. Still, The King Eternal Monarch is at number 9. Number 8 is Hot Stove League. I know, I know, hindi kayo familiar dito. But if you've watched this year's Beksang Art Awards, then you would know that this series just won 
the best drama award which is a huge thing imagine mo naman diba it went up against uh, when the camellia blooms kingdom crush on Ling on you um hyena although i can't comment on hyena because i haven't watched that yet but you know those th- series are already huge and hot stove league won the best drama awards so it does say something about the drama You know, if I haven't watched the series before them winning the award, I would have said that Baekseong Arts Award is cancelled. Hashtag cancelled with a T. Hindi ko alam kalaga kung ng purpose ng T. I don't know why you keep on saying words and then hashtag the word and then there's a T on it. I don't know. But anyway, I would have said that because the series does not even have any of Korea's top stars, di ba? Sorry, Sabida. Pero, I mean... It's not Lee Min Ho, it's not um, Kim So Hyun or anyone na malalaking artista. And yet, they won over Hyun Bin, Lee Min Ho. And, uh, di ba? Fortunately naman, fortunately, I was able to watch the series. So, you can call me a traitor of the official diehard Kang Hano Fans Forever Club. <laughs> club <laughs> club and the uh, we love Limenho fanatics but the series does deserve the award you know the series may revolve around baseball but it's actually not sports sports it's not really that sports related i mean the story talks about the people behind the baseball team and what i like about the series is that one It, it is an underdog uh, type of series. So again, I've always been saying this. Underdog type of series are always a selling story. It's a selling formula. So it's very rare that a series with this type of formula would not be, um, you know, rating-wise, hindi siya maganda or it's not a hit. So that's one thing that I love about the series. Number two is that I love the Mary Poppins kind of character. Oh my gosh. I I really love this type of <laughs> uh, formula. If you don't know what I mean by Mary Poppins type of character, I'm not gonna explain this anymore because I did already explain that on my review of the series Hot Stove League. So just go ahead and listen to that. I did do an explanation about what I call as my Mary Poppins type of kind of character because <laughs> i i don't know the exact term but i did explain it anyway so yeah so just listen to my review of the series anyway the series also talked about um issues most athletes had to go through so it, it was equally heartwarming and heartbounding heartwarming heartbounding <laughs> anyway there were scenes that were re- that really took me to the edge of my seat like i think i already mentioned this yeah i did i did mention this on my review episode it only took me 29 minutes of the first ep- episode to convince me that this is a series worth watching ganun katindi itong hot stove league if you don't believe me watch the series Now, the only issue that I had with this one, with this Hot Stove League, is that it was a good watch. Ang taas ng it! It was a good watch. But then, it 
tend to be forgettable. Medyo, pag napanood mo na siya, yeah, it was a good watch, but then, you don't really remember it. Honestly, when I was creating this top 10 list, I almost forgot about this series. Ganon. Ganon yung effect niya. There was no OST. There was no good OST to remind you or to go back to the series. There were no powerful scenes, powerful lines. But again, I did enjoy watching it, but that's it. However, that still made Hot Stove League part of my top 10 list at number 8. Number 7 is Flower of Evil. In my heart, in my soul, Okay, so this is arguably the least famous series in my top 10 list. Probably you're not aware about this because again, this is not your rom-com. This is not one of your kabitseria. It's a suspense thriller and police procedure type of series. But if you've seen this Flower of Evil, if you've seen the series, you would agree with me that Flower of Evil was the best suspense series of this year the story was well made intriguing mystery and action-packed scenes that were enough to keep you on the edge of your seat most of the time talaga actually i was sitting only halfway because i i was so nervous talagang yung puwet ko kalahati lang nakaupo I still can get over how amazing the first few episodes were the actors were great and they also really had a great chemistry which made some of the romantic scenes more nakakakilig. I just go, ay nako. <laughs> if you don't believe me, watch Flower of Evil. Because the first part were all suspense, all police procedure and it was enough to keep you on the edge of your seat. The latter part of the series were all drama and nakakakilig. And again, they were able to really live up to the moment or kumbaga, na-level up nila somehow. I can't explain it, but I did explain it on my episode um, when I reviewed this series. So just go ahead and listen to that. So there was kilig, there was suspense. So it was really balanced series. And of course... Lee Jong-gi as a sociopath is amazing in the series, ah, in, not in real life but I mean, he is like, God ang galing talaga umarte ng kuya mo but anyway, yeah that is number 7 Flower of Evil Coming in at number six is your favorite, probably your favorite, World of the Married. <laughs> Oh, 
it is currently the highest rated cable series of all time. And even though I am so over this type of series, which in the Philippines we call this as Kabit Serie because Kabit is mistress. So it is a series about mistress and affairs and all that. So this is something very common in the Philippines, just in case you are not aware. <laughs> we even have the subgenre, which is what we call Kabit Serie. But, you know, I still. I still. <laughs> I still can't help myself watching the series because it was all over my social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Oh my god, it was all over. Now, though the plot of the series is again very common here in the Philippines, what made it still interesting was uh, interesting to watch is the death of the horny husband and the bitch mistress. Charot. <laughs> what made it interesting to watch is that the series did not just focus on the main lead's affair or the battle of the legal wife and the mistress, but it also highlighted the different struggles of married people or married couples. It was also different because here the husband took revenge and the mistress was not just all about sex and all those sexy moments. She also expressed her struggle as a second wife. So this is totally different. Totally different from the usual Kabitseria formula that we have in the Philippines. So it still was enough to, you know, make it this high on the list. So that's World of the Married at number six. Now the second half of my list. This is Tita Talks Podcast with your Tita Marian, your go-to podcast on K-drama, Pinoy teleserye, and anything and everything Tita-related. Now at number five is Itaewon Class. I can fly the sky. Okay, I'm so sorry. This could be your number one, but for me, it's my number five. And before you say anything, I did explain on my review episode about Itaewon class why I wasn't completely sold out despite it having my number one oppa yes I do have a list I have an official top 10 top 20 top 30 list of favorite oppas so anyway despite the series having my number one oppa as lead I wasn't really completely sold out and I did explain that I had some personal issue with how the story went. Mejo may ano lang ako may may ibang take the story. But again, that is just me, which is why Itaewon still made it to my top ten list. The story was good. It is again an underdog story, so of course we can expect that this was a good story. It's very good. 
Um, the love line, oh my gosh, the love line was the plot twist. <laughs> Ito yung pa-plot twist ng taon eh. It was a plot twist that I never expected. Well, of course, because I did not really read or haven't watched, ano ba, ano ba siya, webtoon or manga? Anyway, I think it was based on some webtoon. So I haven't watched, ano ba, watch ata. Anyway, I did not watch or read that. So that's why I guess I was such it was a, it was such a surprise for the love line. Anyway, the performance of the actors were really good. And like I said in my review, this is so far the best of Park Sojun. Kakaibang Park Sojun po ang inyong makikita sa series na to. Usually they would say that. Kakaibang artista po ang makikita. But yeah, it is the best of Park Sojun. So why is it number seven? I mean number five. Number seven. Pinababa ko patuloy. Why is it number five? Go ahead and listen to my review episode because I did explain myself there. Okay. Anyway, so that's again number five. Ite one class. Number four is Kingdom Season 2. Oh my gosh. Action, mystery, suspense, drama, brilliant actors, amazing cinematography, wonderful and intriguing story, costume, makeup, set design, props, Truly top class. <laughs> so, bakit hindi ko siya number one? So, why is it not my number one series? Only because I needed more. I mean, six episodes, all less than one hour, was not enough for me. I mean, I love that it was ultra fast paced. I I hate I hate dragging stories, but this one, Kingdom was one of those that was way too fast and quick um the series hardly gave me time to breathe and grasp what was going on i actually had to pause just to like sum it up on my head like what's going on (laughs) i had to do that and you know like i said it only had six episodes and another issue with this one is that it was very dependent on season one. So if you didn't watch the season one, then you'll probably be lost watching the season two of the series. So which is for me not really a good one because again, this requires you to watch the season one, which good for them. But if you are, you know, if you only have a limited time and just have enough time to watch season two, then you won't be able to enjoy it. So that's another factor for me. But again, um other than that the series will forever be the best zombie theme series for me (laughs) i mean that's me okay i I don't really like zombie zombies but this one i did love it i did love kingdom and it for me uh, it would take a lot to overthrow kingdom for that zombie theme series na magaling Anyway, so that's Kingdom Season 2 at number 4. Number 3. 
Sounds familiar? That's correct. Crash landing on you. Oh my gosh, this is the newest gateway drug of the K-drama world. You know, I was truly happy, talagang masaya ako, when I saw a lot of people finally appreciating K-drama. Because again, I think I've said this before, let's admit it. Some of us are still shy telling people that we watch K-drama, which again, I'm telling you, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be shy. Probably because we are afraid to be labeled as weird or geeks kasi nagbabasa tayo ng mga subtitles. But my gosh, diba? <laughs> That's one of my goals for this podcast, to make it normal, to make you not shy anymore, to be proud that we are watching K-dramas and Pinoy teleserie. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> That's why I was so glad that the people finally discovered K-drama this pandemic. Of course, <laughs> I don't like the pandemic. I, I just colored. Hindi ko ginustong na magkaroon ng pandemic. But I guess this is what you can call as a sil- silver lining. Um, Yeah, I think it's called silver lining. Because I know, you know, because of it, um, the people now understand why we love K-drama. I mean, I had so many people reaching out to me asking for suggestions on, for, on more K-dramas, asking more information about what dramas to best to watch for this one, for rom-com, for... Ang dami, ang dami. So, nakakataba ng puso. <laughs> and again, it's all thanks thanks all thanks to crash landing on you who made a lot of people kilig again at the early parts of this year yunbin and sonia jin made a perfect match for this series and truly truly made us laugh kilig and cry when we thought that they they'll not see each other again diba lahat tayo kinabahan and of course, I love the OST of this series. Definitely one of the best for this year. However, ito na. <laughs> However, despite me loving everything about the K-drama, um, about, you know, crashing on you, like the location, cinematography, costumes, etc. The only reason that this is not my top one or my number one is because... The ending was a bit vague. So, hindi siya completo. Hindi siya complete. As a viewer, you know, as a viewer, somehow, you want a clear ending or closure. Kumbaga, closure. And, unfortunately, since I guess they have to weigh in the reality of a South Korean falling in love with a North Korean, I guess the show had to, had no choice, I guess. But to leave it to us on how we think the leads would work out their forbidden love story, their Romeo and Juliet love story. And 
personally, that didn't sink well with me because again, I spent 16 plus hours on this series. And again, knowing that this is a rom-com, somehow you kind of expected that everything will end up well. It's not drama, it's rom-com, right? Um, so you have that kind of expectation. And unfortunately, it was vague. But still, again, the series deserved to be in everyone's top 10 list for this year because they were really good. Crash Landing on You is really good. That's why it is my number three. Number two. Ito na. Coming in at number two is Hospital Playlist. Despite it being centered on five doctors all in their 40s sa show na yun, the show was able to attract both the young and not so young <laughs> crowd um, with what I believe is a different take on medical genre. It's my belief, okay? <laughs> for the first time kasi, for the first time, we have a medical drama that does not feed us with heavy medical terms and complicated diseases or operations. Rather, for me, the series show the humanistic side of the medical genre. The patient-doctor relationship, the doctor-to-doctor relationship, the patient-to-family relationship. So it was more than the medical terms or medical procedures. The drama for me was more relatable more relatable and also it did not disappoint in making us laugh, cry and kilig. Yes, may kilig talaga siya. And the amazing um or the amazing the main reason the main reason this series is so high on my list is because I really still find it so amazing that the series made us international viewers okay at least as international viewers love korean songs from the 80s and 90s can you believe we're listening to an old song old korean songs diba nakakaano lang siya nakakawimdang and i did explain i explained it more on my review of the series just in case you needed more details i did explain it Anyway, though there were some open-ended questions on this season finale, the good thing is that we were prepared for it. I mean, early on, the producers of Hospital Playlist already informed us that we can expect a season 2 from them. And I am so excited for it. And because of that, because they did not really leave us hanging, but they are going to give us more. That's why Hospital Playlist is number two. Number two. 
Now we're down to number one. Any guesses? What is it? What is it? That's right. Number one is it's okay to not be okay. There was once upon a time, and all people have stories. performance and chemistry, the OST, the costume or wardrobe, cinematography, especially the camera angles, um, the editing, particularly the awesome transition from one scene to another, uh, the inclusion of animations, the well-developed story. You know, I can go on and on and on about what I love about the series. And I actually did. I do have a separate episode all about It's Okay to Not Be Okay. So if you want to check that out, go ahead and listen to that episode. I did do a full review of it. But, you know, what I love about the series is that it's the lesson. The lessons that we got at the end of every episode and at the end of the series. For me, TV series and movies should be more than just the shock factor. It's more than the shock factor or the kilig or the love team. It should always go back to the basic of conveying a message. A lesson foretold by the character's interaction in the story and you know it's okay to not be okay did that for me the story was not only intriguing funny or romantic it also shared great lessons in life especially on mental health and i did learn so many things grabi ano lang siya it was just a fully fully loaded series so many things were doing so well in the series um it's a little bit dark for those that are not really into this type of medical or medical mental health series but for me this is really really good which is why it's okay to not be okay is my number one k-drama of 2020 
that is my top 10 K-dramas of 2020. Emphasis on my. My top 10 K-dramas of 2020. This does not include, of course, those K-dramas that I have not yet. I have not yet. I have not watched yet. Which is also um, the reason... I ask over on social media what your favorite K-drama of 2020 is and why. And let me just read some of them for you. So we have over on Facebook, we have Leonardo Castrense. Sorry if I mispronounce it. I am mispronouncing everything here. Anyway, <laughs> um, she said that for 2020, she would go with Hi Bye Mama, which unfortunately I still haven't watched. In terms of story though, it's Hi Bye Mama for her. But she also said that on cinematic take, it would be Kingdom. However, she also loves the King Eternal Monarch because of the neck kiss. Oh my god. <laughs> Yang neck kiss talaga na yan. Such a powerful and memorable scene. I mean, I can think of so many people doing a, 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 a parody of that particular scene. <laughs> because it, it was really memorable. It was the first neck kiss, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> anyway... That's her take. And then also on Facebook, um, John Michael Poe. He, on the other hand, went with a classic, which is Master Son. Because like what he said on his comment, uh, the story made him realize that the highest form of love is sacrifice. And yes, I still love Master Son. If you haven't watched that series yet, Go ahead and check that out. And you probably would know why John Michael Poe still loves it until 2020. Because it's really good series. Anyway, um, also, um, Lou Alcala said that for him it is Cloy or Crash Landing on You. It would be his favorite because it brings out the hopeless romantic in him. <laughs> diba? Lahat naman tayo ata kinilig with um, crash landing on you. Anyway, on Twitter, add Leai Pikit. <laughs> Kit! <laughs> Kit had three faves. Number one is it's okay to not be okay. She said um, because it's a K-drama with a new topic, a different kind of genre, and people were able to relate to the characters, especially during this pandemic, which I agree. And also because the of the colleague from the main cast, which I also, also agree. <laughs> I really, really love the chemistry between the lead cast, um, lead characters of It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Now, she also said she loves Chloe, of course, Crash Landing on You, because she said it is the major K-League K-drama of the year. And that's true. I definitely agree with you with that K-League K-drama of the year. Definitely. Crash Landing on You. Then her third last favorite is Hospital Playlist because of the OST and the stories of the characters. Now another Hospital Playlist fan is at DengRMT who said that she loves 
how the um, the show does not only revolve around the 99ers, which is the main cast, but also around the extras, especially the patients. And she also loves how the producers and actors really go the extra mile to produce the best show. And I do agree with that. Oh my gosh. I, I did not know when I was watching Hospital Playlist, I, and I think I've mentioned this on my review episode, I wasn't aware that they were really singing and playing those instruments because they had a band in the show. And when I watched the behind the scenes and, you know, sort of like documentary of the making of the series, and it showed how they had to learn how to play guitar, um, bass, guitar, and all that. Truly amazing. The dedication, so, so idol. <laughs> yun lang, yun lang ko. That's all that I can say. Oh my gosh. It's truly amazing to find such dedication. And then she also said, Deng at RMT said, she is also excited for season 2. Who isn't? Who isn't? Who isn't excited for season 2? I just can't. I'm, I'm so looking forward for the, for the season 2. And... At I or I or I or <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce your Twitter handle, but it's I or I or I or she said that the best 2020 K drama for her is the world of the married. So according to I or I or I or <laughs> it was a standout for her because she hated the characters and for the first time. There was no likable character. True. Everyone though was flawed. Again, another true fact about um, the world of the married. Again, I, I think that's why it was different from our Kabitseria. Because in our Kabitseria, there's still someone who we love and we root for the underdog. But in the world of the married, there was none. You hated all of them. <laughs> You hated all of their characters. Magkakaibang level lang. Like, the people, we hate them on different levels. Like, the um, CEO Lee was the husband. I can't remember his name. The husband is on the highest level of hate. <laughs> yeah, but everyone, everyone was flawed. That's true. That's true. As for Tina Pai underscore MD, Itaewon class for the win, FTW. She said that she's a huge fan of Kim Dami, that she had to get a VPN just to stream her movie, The Witch, which is a really good movie. Oh my gosh, that kid, that young, that show or that movie, amazing, angling. So if you are into sci-fi with a little bit of blood well actually a lot of blood <laughs> you may want to check out the witch i think it's available on netflix if i'm not mistaken so anyway definitely check that out so she said she loves um itaewon class and last but not the least is sung min babies <laughs> it said that it is vagabond vagabond for her because the storyline and of how Lee Seung-gi act total package for her I just ko hindi ko pa napapanood ang vagabond 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I am so behind my list. So anyway, that's Vagabond for Sungmin Babies for 2020. So anyway, thank you so much. I keep on saying anyway. Anyway. <laughs> How many anyways in this episode? Well, thank you so much to those who share their fave K-dramas for this year. We really had a good run, you know? We really had a good run this year. So many memorable series that maybe some of them even made huge mark, I think. I think so. I think future generation or new generation of K-drama fans would always look up to one of this series that we had this year as their gateway drug or the K-drama that made them hooked on K-drama. Get it? <laughs> anyway, and thank you. Thank you for listening to this wrap-up episode. Thank you for always supporting Tita Talks despite the many versions it had to go through. Here's to more podcast episode and hoping that next year would be as awesome as this year. Well, K-drama wise. And here's to hoping that next year we will be mask free and we can again hug each other freely. Anyway, see you next year. Good night, kids. I love you, Bruno Mars. Thank you for listening to the Tita Talks podcast with your Tita Marian. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the show so you won't miss out on new episodes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.